Welcome to Houston Sports Talk with your host, Robert Land. Welcome to our live Astros Rangers Game 6 postgame show. And thanks for checking into the best Houston sports podcast. Robert with Stephen Kerr. 70 years of sports journalism between the two of us. We're Astros fan lifers. We've seen it all. We've seen this story before, Stephen. Back in 2019, the Astros were doing the same thing against the Nationals in the World Series. And I saw Twitter suggesting the Astros play Game 7 in the Astrodome. And Stephen, I don't know. Can we get it ready in time? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, we didn't play a Game 7 in the Astrodome, at least not, I think, well, in the NLCS probably, but not in the ALCS. I think at this point, anything would help, Robert. You know, maybe maybe what needs to happen is the fans just, you know, not show up to the home games anymore. And that may not be, that may be what they're going to do if the Astros don't play better in their own home field. I mean, this is crazy, but all in all honesty, this game pretty much went the way I expected for the simple reason that, you know, Fromber hasn't pitched well for quite a while. He pitched better than I thought he did, but the bats gave him no room for error. And with the way Fromber's been pitching lately, you just can't afford to let that happen, but that's what happened. Yeah, save your booze. Uh, that you're given to Garcia. We're going to get to Garcia and Abreu. <laughs> Trust me, we're going to get to that story because I have some definite thoughts. Yeah. But, you know, maybe those boos need to be thrown at some of the Astros players because they seem to react pretty good when they, they're getting booed. Uh, That's right. Get, get in the comments. We want to hear from you. We're going to unpack this because there was a lot of missed opportunities for the Astros. They get on the board first, though, which has been key in the series, at least until now. Jordan singles in Altuve. Abreu and Tucker had a chance to add on, but they couldn't. But second inning, Garver ties it up on the first pitch of the inning. And, Stephen, that's one of those deals where when you get runs scored and then you think, oh, we got momentum to give it up with just one swing in the bat with one pitch the next inning. That's just that's what Fromber couldn't do, even though it was kind of a measly home run. Yeah, it, it was. And, you know, if the Astros obviously – needed to answer and Fromber needed to answer and it just didn't happen. Yeah. That, that home run just kind of, it was an elevated two seamer that uh, Garver hit and he had a good night at the plate tonight, did Garver. So it was just the first of other things that he did, but yeah, that that's what the Astros, they, they needed a shutdown inning and they just didn't get it. Yonner, Yonner and, and where, where was he tonight? We're going to get to that, Brian, trust me, it's coming. And let's hope our bats uh, wake up tomorrow, Danny Mac says. Uh, yeah, that the bats somehow, well, some to. way, they, they got to. to. It's yeah. either that they or, you know, Christian Javier is going to have to go out there and hit a grand slam himself or something like that. Or right? pitch a no-hitter. Yeah, well, <laughs> right. he can do that. We've seen he that. could. He could. Um, third inning, Abreu is second chance with runners on first and second, but he grounds out to short. Fourth inning, Garver walks after Fromber had him at 0-2, then Heim hits his second homer off Fromber in the series, just barely over the wall, an inch over Tucker's glove. We've seen him make that catch many times. Yeah, Smoltz was... said on the broadcast, Stephen, if Tucker was a step closer to the wall, maybe he makes the catch. But Stephen, he raced back. He knew where the wall was. Wall wasn't. Maybe he was a half step from it. But, I mean, how can I get mad at a guy for not robbing a home run? He did rob one later on just a little bit too late. Well, you know, a lot of that, Robert, is a matter of timing. And, you know, the, the crazy thing about that home run, and again, it was 
you know, another mistake. It was a changeup that was hanging, but that, that home run would only have been a homer in one other ballpark besides that one. And that's Yankee stadium. I mean, it, it's wasn't supposed, it only went 336 feet, but it was long enough. And I, I think it was just as much timing with Tuck, with Tucker as anything else. So well, let's go to the fifth. Fromber gets in some trouble, but gets out of it. So Stephen Fromber pitched five innings. He gives up a total of three runs on two. I, I'm going to call them Minute made Park home runs because yeah. <laughs> that's yeah, what they kind of were. What they were. Right. Yeah. What, what What did you think of Fromber overall? Is it, it wasn't terrible. He pitched better than I expected he would, honestly. And that's why, but of course I was hoping he would. I mean, I was hoping he would at least, you know, to some degree get some of the Fromber back that we're used to. Now, when he walked the first batter of the first inning, Simeon on four pitches, you know, I was like, oh boy, here we go. You know, he was a little nervous, I think. The one thing I will say, Robert, is I, I think part of Fromber's problem, a lot of it really, is that he pitches too much on emotion. And I don't think you saw much of that today. I, I think he pretty much held it together even when things were going wrong. He, he didn't completely unravel. He just he made two mistakes, and that's what happened. You know, that, that was the difference in the game. So really, he did better on several fronts. But I think that's really the key to his success is that he pitched on less emotion and just focus. Focus on the task at hand. Focus on the here and now. Don't look back. Don't look too far ahead. Okay, let's go to the six. Jordan Abreu single. Tucker continues his struggles with a weak grounder, but Dubon, nice job on a 0-2 count, drives it to right for a sacrifice fly. I'm going to get to Dubon a little bit later, but Tucker, like I said, it's just it's a struggle for him. And Brian asked in the chat, uh, or Danny asked, I'm sorry, Danny asked in the chat, should Chaz play for Tucker right now? Kills me to say that, but he said, is, is that something that should happen? Well, you know, it probably should, Danny. But as we've seen in the past, you know, Dusty is going to go with the guys that he believes in. And, you know, you and, and I and, and Robert, we, we can all sit here and play strategy and, and play lineup. Uh, you know, that that's probably not a bad idea at this point because he's, he's just struggling so much. But Dusty's not going to do it. He's just not going to do it. Yeah, well, I mean, something's got to happen. Somebody's got to shake Tucker up a little bit. Maybe, maybe that home run that he robbed late in the game will get him going a little bit. That was yeah. really, I mean, that was a great home run that he robbed and frankly might have been a tougher, uh, might have been further uh, in the air than the other home run or, or just like higher, I should say. It, yeah, just end. barely. And, and you know, the thing is you can't move him too much farther down in the lineup. You know, Dusty's already moved him down to sixth, hoping it would get it going. And you can't really move some of these later guys up to the sixth spot, I don't think. So, yeah, you're either kind of stuck with what you got or you pull him for a game. But I just – I don't think in a game seven, Dusty is going to do that. I, I just – I don't see it happening. He could surprise us. He's done it before. But, yeah, I, I would be very shocked if he did, even if that's what we all think he should do. Phil Maton has an easy inning, which might matter. <laughs> quite a bit uh, as this series continues, depending on what happens with Abreu. Yeah. But Neris puts two guys on. Then Abreu, Jose Abreu, knocks down a laced line drive off his chest to end the seventh. And Stephen, that reminded me of the line drive he handled in game five. And I forgot to mention it in our 
last post game with all the other key moments. It just kind of got lost in the shuffle for me. Yeah. He was a few feet inside first in game five because the hitter threatened the bunt. He threw the second from his behind on that play. And Steven, you know, we talk about Abreu making the clutch home runs, but the clutch defensive plays have also happened along with the home runs. Yeah, that's really been the key to this series, I think, on both sides. You know, the Rangers have made their share of defensive plays. The Astros made their share when they won that three in a row. And, you know, the, very few mistakes have been made. I mean, there was one, you know, Altuve bobbled, I'm sure, you know, the grounder that he probably should have made the play on. But sparkling defense, I mean, that's what it's been. And, and we can talk about hitting all day long, but defense and pitching also save series or win series a lot of the time, especially in the postseason. Right, right. And then Altuve chases Uvalde with a single in the seventh, but Brantley grounds into a double play. So, again, you know, they just couldn't get anything going. It was the story of the night. Eighth inning, Evan Carter infield single, stolen base, then Abreu the rematch with Garcia, strikes out Garcia for the fourth time in the game. <laughs> Everybody loves it. But, of course, Garcia got his revenge, as we yeah. all know, with the slam. Astros fans brought the booze for Garcia. We're going to get back to it in just a couple of minutes. But, unfortunately, Abreu gives up his second run in the series on Garver's third hit of the night. So the Astros, with their final big shot, I'm just going to skip ahead of that because there's other stuff me and you and me have to talk about that's more important. But their final shot, bases loaded, Dubon, who was four for five with a sack fly with runners in scoring position in this series. So like, I, I'm not mad at Dubon. He has been fantastic, but he, he did line out in that situation. Yeah. He hit the ball. He had good contact on the ball. Just went right to Seager. Then up comes John Singleton, who is pinch hitting for Jeremy Pena. Steven, what were you thinking at this point? I was thinking that Dusty was probably going to the well one too many times. I mean, it worked on Friday and, you know, except for that last pitch, Singleton did battle. And I think they were hoping, you know, even if you walk in a run, well, you know, it's a run. So you do your job. And I guess that's what Dusty was hoping for, you know, as he was counting on Singleton's patience at the plate. And I think it was, what, a seven, eight pitch at bat. I mean, he did battle, but ultimately he made an out. So that that's all that matters. He struck out. So, yeah, I was sitting there thinking, ooh, you're going to the well two times in a row. I don't know if it's going to work the second time quite as well as it did the first, but you just had to hope. Yeah, before I give, give my thoughts on the Singleton move, Brian says Pena may need to uh, concentrate more on studying his iPad over uh, doing his HEB commercials. It's a little rough on Jeremy. <laughs> Jeremy Pena's defense has been fantastic, yeah. and I, I am not going to quibble with what he's brought. I mean, he's brought something we're waiting for Kyle Tucker to bring something and Tucker's yeah. far more important. And, and you're expecting more from, from Tucker. I know what Penny did last year in the postseason, but Tucker's a guy that you've relied on. Yeah, absolutely. And, and Pena's bat. Yeah. While it's been quiet, you want his defense in there. Now, you know, you could also say, well, you need his defense in the last inning too. You've pulled him what two games in a row late, but I think it's as much for the hitting as anything else. So yeah, I, I mean, you, you're certainly not going to take Pena out of the lineup. All right. Singleton misses the 3-2 fastball. 
down the middle. That was such a big moment in that Singleton at bat. And I pretty much knew he'd blown his best opportunity right there. And with all due respect to Singleton's walk Friday, which, you know, one of the great leads to one of the great moments in Astros history. I've never quite understood why Singleton is on the roster over Jake Myers. You and I talked about that a little bit in game one, even up, even though I'm not the biggest Jake fan, he's just a better major league hitter. That's, that's what he is at this point. I know Singleton, you know, Dusty's in that old school, Stephen, yeah. where he's infatuated with lefties and infatuated maybe with, you know, doing lefty righty late and get all that sort of garbage. I just throw it out, man. I don't care. Like who, who's the better hitter period? Because when Singleton can't hit at all, you know, which he, he really can in the major leagues, he's not a good hitter. It doesn't matter if he's a lefty or a righty and you can't hit and the other guy can just hit better. That, that that matters. And, you know, Singleton's eye is great, but if you throw him a strike and you can't do anything with it, then then it doesn't matter. Well, that's the key, Robert. You just nailed it. You know, that, that pitch was hittable and he missed it. And yeah, his patience at the plate is great, but what was he batting? 160, I think, coming in? It, it was way below the Mendoza line, as we like to say. <laughs> so, yeah, it is puzzling. And I don't know, you know, there, if there were some other internal things going on why they left Jake Myers off the roster. I mean, we we talked about it briefly uh, at the beginning of this series that they decided to stick with Singleton and just not put Myers on the roster. In fact, they took him off when they added the other pitcher, Renal Blanco, who you haven't even seen this series. Yeah, we saw Greg Kessinger pinch run, and thankfully that did not come into play because Kessinger, he's a decent runner, but he's no Jake Myers. And that's the yeah, other thing. Jake right, Myers also right. brings in his speed. He's the best base dealer on the Astros, or right with Kyle Tucker, but of course Kyle Tucker doesn't get on base anymore, so it doesn't really matter that Kyle Tucker can steal bases. But yeah, um, you know, Danny says it's not only on Tucker, it's uh, Bregman's cold too. Steven, Bregman's done some stuff in this series. Let's let's not forget what Bregman's done. Well, you know what's happening is some of the bats that, you know, they grow cold for part of the series while others heat up, and then you know, I kind of switch it around for the rest of the I mean, a lot of these guys have struggled here and there, but you still have some of them coming through with key hits. You know, otherwise, we wouldn't be tied three games apiece. This series would be over, and the Rangers would be going to the World Series. So, you know, I don't think you can pin it all on one player or another, or even a couple. It's a team effort. You know, it's like when you win the World Series, everybody contributes. And when you lose, you know, everybody contributes to that, too, to some extent. They averaged, what, eight runs over the last three games in, in, in uh, Arlington, something like that? Yeah, yeah. You know, and again, it was on the road, and you've but you've got to play better when you've got the home field advantage. And, Robert, I'll just go ahead and say it right now. If you can't win two games in a row on your home field, you don't deserve to win the series. It's plain and simple. You don't deserve it. The Rangers deserve to win, and they deserve to go to the World Series because there's just no excuse. You you have the home field you play there 80-something times a year. You're comfortable with it. But all season, you've struggled. So, you know, it's it's now or never. We're going to find out Monday night what this team is really made of. Yeah, Brian says, well, but Bregman had a bad strikeout. Look, Brian, you're going to have some bad strikeouts. Like, you, sometimes you got to give credit to Nathan Uvalde. He's, he's done a fantastic job in this series. He's a really good pitcher. He was a good member, Stephen. He was really good against the Astros in a, in a previous postseason series. So, you know, he, he, yeah. he's Well, good. they did get to him in 2021. I think it was, it was actually, uh, he pitched in a game six, I think it was, against 
uh, when he was with Boston and they beat him. But but here's what Uvalde's been doing, Robert, these last two starts against the Astros. He's pitching them inside effectively. He's jamming them. Now, you know, his command was off in the first couple of innings, you know, and that was your chance to really get after him is to jump on him when his command wasn't good. But, you know, once he got rolling, you know, it looked like he was going to come out after the first couple of innings and he ended up giving you seven practically. But he was playing inside with the Astros hitters better than any pitcher that they faced in this postseason. The other part about Uvalde is you talk about you have a chance to you had a chance the first game to get to him. He's got yeah. in trouble. The Astros haven't got to him. And you got to give Uvalde credit because he's made big pitches and yeah. big moments. It's not always all just on the Astros. The other guy's got to pitch pretty well, too, sometimes. And, 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 and the guy the Astros tonight were one for eight with runners in scoring position. They stranded nine. Yeah. And, you know, up till tonight, you could say the very same thing. The Astros bullpen has made some big pitches even when they got in jams. You know, they got out of it. So it's it's pitcher versus hitter and somebody's got to win. And sometimes the hitter's going to win. Sometimes the pitcher's going to win. And tonight, you know, Uvalde won and the Rangers bats won. <laughs> so, yeah, that you're right, Robert. That's just what happens. It's it's both sides. All right, it's not worth going through the ninth other than to ask you, should Dusty have gone with Presley or even Abreu for two innings in the ninth, considering Abreu might be suspended the next game? I would say no, certainly no on Presley, because you may need him. And here's the thing, he's fresh for game seven now. You may need him, even if it's not in a safe situation, it's all hands on deck. And as far as Abreu, I just felt like, yeah, if you put him out there another inning, I guess, you know, ultimately it wouldn't have mattered the way it ended up tonight. But the way it, it just seemed like he was struggling there toward the end. So I would say definitely no on Presley because you've got him fresh for, for game seven, and that's great. Maybe on Abreu. Yeah, maybe you could have considering what ended up happening because Mon- Montero couldn't get the job done. Yeah, and Altuve didn't help him with an error. And, but it yeah. was a play that he was having to rush because the, the runner was fast, but that's one of those plays, and they're so big in playoff games. And, you know, and then it all just kind of, went out of control and stuff yeah. like that. But uh, let's get to the Abreu suspension because like every Astros fan <laughs> and every reasonable baseball fan, it's idiocy. It dumb, dumbfounds me the whole nine yards. And when RG was on with me after game five, we didn't even discuss a suspension potential because frankly, I thought common sense would prevail in the MLB's front office. And basically, Stephen, the MLB is too, this is a big point here. They are too stupid to know it but they basically set a very important precedent with this suspension in other words now any player after he hits a home run can go up push a catcher pretend to start a fight after he's hit by a pitch not get suspended because garcia wasn't they refused to suspend garcia who hit a grand slam tonight kind of important and no matter how close a game is baseball Again, I'm going to say that again. No matter how close a game is, because now you're judging intent. You're Major League Baseball, and you're saying, all right, if it's a 5-4 game in the ninth and you hit a batter, then you get suspended for the next two games because that guy hit a home run off you the previous at-bat. That's what you're saying. Baseball is now forced to suspend the pitcher who hit the guy for two games. And, Stephen, why, why not use this as a strategy – 
to get the other's team pitcher suspended. This is like a new strategy. This is a very important precedent that they are setting with the dumbest suspension I can ever think of. Oh, you're not going to get any argument from me. And you know what they've also done, Robert, is that just shows the lack of consistency when it comes to discipline, whether, you know, MLB's done it, the NFL does it. You remember in the 2017 World Series when Yuli Gurriel got suspended for making a, a, an alleged racial comment against the Dodgers, Yu Darvish. Well, his suspension didn't take effect until the next season. So he was able to continue to play in the World Series. So not only are you going to suspend Abreu, you're going to say, oh, well, he he can't pitch, you know, providing, depending on when his appeal is heard. But if it's upheld, he can't pitch in this series. That's what you're saying instead of putting it to next year. And yeah, you can sit there and say, well, he actually hit a batter. Oh, well, so what? You know, if you thought about it, why would you hit a batter intentionally when you walk the guy to lead off the inning and, and Evan Carter, you hit Garcia, you put runners on first and second, you're down by two runs. They don't even think about that. And, you know, the only thing I can say, Robert, is they obviously were wanting to back their umpires who ruled that it was intentional. <sighs> yeah, it it boggles my mind, and it just shows the inconsistency of leadership. And I'll throw this out there. I'm not a, normally a conspiracy theorist, Robert. You know that. I, I think sometimes it's overblown. But let me just throw this out there. Remember a few months ago, I think it was back in June, when Rob Manford was asked if, if he had any regrets about the punishment that he gave the Astros in the, in the sign-stealing scandal. He said that if he had it to do over again, well, the, the only thing he regretted really was that he gave the players immunity, which kind of changed the way the punishment was handed out. Well, I guess he's got his little uh, get back at the Astros kind of thing by doing this. Yeah, it, it, it's almost feels like, I mean, it's not almost, this feels like this is somehow a make good or something like that. Yeah, and, that's kind of what I look at, make good. That's a great word for it right there. And Robert Manfred, I mean, Rob Manfred's integrity, I don't like calling him Robert because I go by Robert, so I'm not calling him that. <laughs> but yeah. his his integrity is is so much in question at this point with this whole thing. It's it's just, it's beyond in question the way he's handled this because he, you know, the whole thing was we're going to make the Astros the scapegoat. So he thought he could get out of his little mess that he had gotten himself cornered into with the whole sign stealing mm -hmm. thing and not handling it probably right before that. And then... He gets criticized for it. So now he's he's going to try to like squeeze out of this another way. And it just, it, it, it it's pathetic. It well, is, it show, it is again, awful. it shows a lack of leadership, you know, that, okay, so you're trying to make up for something that's not even related to this situation. You, you, you know, once you make a decision, Robert, you can't go back. There are some decisions, it's unequivocal. You can't go back on them. So trying to make an example out of them by doing this, the guy should just be out. That's all I can say about it. And this is what a friend of mine, we're discussing this yesterday. And this is what he, you know, he brought up the same thing. And yeah, you can't help but think that there's some, you know, interplay going on here that he's trying to make up for his own mistake and make himself look better. The other part about this that really ticks me off. Um, and and you, we can also mention, by the way, Maldi gets hit tonight. 
you know, just coincidence, not a coincidence. I don't know. Well, but, I, I, again, that would be a terrible situation to to do that intentionally. And so I, I don't think that was intentional. I mean, we can think that, but again, you know, it, it didn't materialize, but it could have, the Astros could have come back from that. Yeah. Well, Maldi gets hit. I'm just pointing out that, you know, okay. You're, if you're judging the intent based on who wants revenge instead of the yeah. freaking situation that we're in trying to get to the world darn series in game five and game six, then you're an idiot. You're a well, darn idiot. And here's yeah. the thing with the umpires. Here's the other thing. And I didn't talk about this last game because we were talking about all the good stuff and I didn't want to get all into it, you know, as much. Look, so Garcia gets hit and he throws a big kerfuffle. And of course, Probably none of this happens if he doesn't throw his little fit on the mound. Nobody gets suspended. None of this crap yeah. happens if he just walks to first base like no. any base, like any regular not. baseball player would do. And the umpires fell for the Yoki dope. They fell, they fell for what the NBA does all the time is they fall for the guy that, you know, gets pushed and then just falls, fake falls down. So now yeah. here's the other, here's the other thing. After Altuve hits the home run, there's a pitch that should have hit Mauricio Dubon in the head. The next batter. Now, if we're judging intent, Altuve just hit the home run that probably beat you in the game, and Mauricio Dubon's getting out of the way of a pitch. But Mauricio Dubon, guess what? He got out of the way because he's got good reaction. You know, <laughs> it's 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 Garcia's fault because he he couldn't get out of the way. If he had gotten out of the way, then you know he wouldn't have got hit. But you know what? Mauricio Dubon got the hell out of the way. But in either case. If, if you're going to if we're going to do this the right way, Leclerc should be suspended, too, because he just threw at Mauricio Dubon right after Altuve had the game winning home run or what the, at that point was the game winning home run. Now, it's stupid to throw him out just like it was stupid to throw a Brayu out. But if you're going to take it to the to the conclusion of this shit, then that's what you got to do. Yeah, I mean, it just shows the inconsistency. And don't forget, I think it was a couple innings before this whole thing happened. You know, they they threw up and in on Jordan kind of around his chin and made him get out of the way. So, I mean, that's my whole problem with this hit batter thing. It it all boils down to intent. And when you have it, you know, I always hate umpires and officials being allowed to have judgment calls because a judgment call is just that. It's your judgment. And your judgment may be different from my judgment. My judgment may not match with somebody else's judgment. You're just you're you're making this a judgment situation. You're putting it in the hands of it. How can you police this kind of you know, back in the old days, the players used to police this themselves. The umpires didn't get involved. You know, you hit your guy to retaliate. It's the old quote unquote unwritten rule that that's what you do if a player hits a home run and celebrates. You 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 handle it. You're done. You move on. Well, it's not like that anymore. You know, times have changed. And so I, I get that sometimes they have to get involved. But okay, so from now on, all you have to do to get somebody on your side is you get hit by a pitch and you go after, not the pitcher, you could, but you go after the catch, you go after anybody you want and you're going to get justified. I mean, that's what really bothers me about this whole situation. Yeah, I don't know if I should give Joe the air for this, but he said, give me a break. They won the World Series last year. There's no conspiracy. Look, man. There is a conspiracy because the Astros got they got got on the on cheating. And I'm fine with that. But right. so they swept everything else under the rug. You know, the Red Sox cheated. They the said Yankees? the Red Sox cheated. 
they, they the report said the Red Sox cheated. Nothing happened. Right. Nothing happened because the Red Sox blamed it all on some video guy because it because they didn't have a Mike Fires talking or whatever. <laughs> so the the, yeah. the, the the Major League Baseball knew the easy thing was to just say, okay, then it doesn't matter. Like it doesn't matter because we're, we can we can get out of this because everybody loves Boston and and New York because they're they're making all the money and we yeah. can blame this. We the baseball wanted to blame the whole thing on the Astros. There is no question. There has been player after player that has come out since this happened. You know, go look at our archives. We've talked about this ad nauseum. Player after player have come out and said, "Look, the Astros weren't the only ones." Not yeah. Astros players, other players. Other, te- other yeah, teams. players on other teams have done it. And let's not forget the open letter that was never open <laughs> about the Yankees and some of the misdeeds they were doing. They wouldn't even, they wouldn't, you know, the league wouldn't even look at it. Wouldn't even look at it. You hear nothing about that now. So let's get off of that for a second. And <laughs> hopefully Abreu is back for game seven, Stephen. I, you know, if, if the Astros lose because Abreu is not there, Trust me, uh, there's going to be Rob Manfred's going to be come after with uh, pitchforks and and the whole nine yards by Astros fans, uh, you know, and and that scares me. That scares me going into yeah. this game because it's it's Christian Javier, and then you you just you want it to be Abreu and Presley. You don't even have to pitch anybody else if Javier is on his game, and, and and so on and so forth. But look, the Astros go to a game seven. They're at home, you know the. You, you would hope there's no way that they could do this again to us four years later and lose every home game in a playoff series after winning every road game, you know, and I, I just, I can't imagine Scherzer's on the mound, which I, I don't think he was on. He wasn't on for game six and 19. He was on for game seven. Is that right, Stephen? I'm right. I think that's correct. Yeah. So yeah, you just hope it's just, it's, it's not history semi repeating itself, but Man, I don't know what we got to do, but you know, we Stephen RG and I talked about it. I said you put David Copperfield up, and you just like make <laughs> yeah, minute, I heard turn minute made into, and it, it, you know, make it disappear and turn it into Globe Life, and you get the Astros fans dressed up as Ranger fans, or yeah. you know, I I don't know what you know, put the Astros. Somebody, uh, one of the I can't remember who said it. I'm sorry, I think it might have been Brian, but somebody said let's put the Astros up in a hotel. This this uh, well, not this. Next game, but tonight, get put them up in a hotel tonight, I guess, or right. something like. Right. Somehow you got to yeah. change the mojo because whatever's going on with Minute Maid Park, it's not working. Somebody's got to say a prayer. Somebody's. We have to have a circle here. We got to do something. We got to. We got to excise Minute Maid Park. There is some something wrong with the Astros at Minute Maid Park. Something's got to darn change. And in 24 hours, Stephen, you and I better not be here talking about. Man, this is just like 2019. All over. Yeah, boy, I'm with you, Robert, and. You know, I, as good as Javier has pitched in this postseason, you are probably not going to get more than five innings out of him. He tends to give out after that point. He's, he just can't seem to go any further. And in a game seven, you know, Dusty's got to have a short hook. You, you can't leave him in for too long if he starts getting in trouble. You know, now you still have J.P. France and Hunter Brown that you didn't use today. So they can give you two or three innings if he has to come out early. But the bats have got to get going. And, you know, a pitcher can pitch his heart out. But if you don't start taking advantage of the opportunities, look, the opportunities are there. The bats have had the chance to have put this series away well before game six. If they had just won one of those first two home games, Robert, 
you and I, we wouldn't be talking tonight. We'd be resting. You know, we would get ready for the next week. So that's the thing. The bats have the opportunities, but it doesn't matter. If you don't take, if you don't come through on them, you might as well, it's just as much as not having them at all. Just go one, two, three, one, two, three, one, two, three, almost every inning. So that's what has to happen. You know, Javier, if, even if he pitches well, it's not a guarantee if the bats aren't going to come through for you. So, you know, that's my scenario for game six. You're probably, I mean, game seven. You're probably going to get five innings out of Javier, and then you know, everything else, it's just, you know, both teams are going to do this. It's going to be up for chance. Here's the other thing. Um, you've got, I think Phil Mayton goes the seventh. I think Naris goes the eighth. I think Presley goes the ninth. If, if Javier can give you those five innings. Yeah. So you're talking about France and Hunter Brown. Here's the other thing. I don't, I don't want Montero or Ryan Stanek anywhere near this game. It's, no. it's they, they, they don't need to be. Well, there. it won't be my Montero had threw a lot of pitches tonight. So, you know, he could, but I don't see it. All right. The other thing I'm going to throw out there for you, Stephen, what if you need one inning tomorrow night? Do you go to Justin Verlander? Absolutely. If that's what you need to do, you know, you, you went to Roger Clemens in 2005. So yeah, you, if you, all hands are on deck in game sevens, I don't care who you are. I don't care when you pitched. If they had to go to Justin Verlander, if the game is a slugfest or whatever, or you need somebody to shut you down, it's game seven. You know, it's either that or go home. You throw everything out there. So, yes. Anybody else that you would pitch in relief? Like you you, you said, Hunter Brown and J.P. France. I, I'm fine with either one of those guys, to be honest with yeah. you. What about Urquidy? Yeah, I, I think you could. I mean, you you have – that's the thing. You have some options. If – if Javier, let's say he runs into trouble and has to come out in the third or fourth inning, heck, you could pitch all three of those guys if you needed to. But the advantage is that all three of them can at least give you several innings if you need them. And then, you know, you can use, you know, some of the other guys that weren't used tonight or that you think will be effective in the later innings. So, you know, all hope is not lost as far as the pitching. You still have some options you can go with in a game seven. Any other thoughts about the next game, this game, any, anything? Well, I, I picked the Astros in seven, Robert, before this series started. So all I can say is, you know, it, it's certainly lining up for it, but all they have to do is go in there and take it. And, you know, we're going to find out if this team time and time again comes through with their backs against the wall, but they don't come through all the time, as we've talked about, you know, not in 2019. And there's some other situations, too. So this is it. You know, now is the time we're going to see what this team has been made of. It's it, It's been a crazy year, Robert. We've had a lot of injuries. They haven't played well for different stretches of the season. They got hot when they needed to. But now we're going to find out what this team is made of on Monday night. Yeah, you said they come through with their back, backs against the wall. Kyle Tucker. But your back is against the wall. Your back was against the wall twice Now's tonight. Now's the time, Tuck. And he only got one at two when his back was against the wall twice in this game. <laughs> but uh, yeah, uh, just a reminder for Texans and Rockets fans, my partner Sean Bajani and I posted a show Friday where we recalibrated the Texans' record the rest of the season based on how their schedule looks and where they are now. Sean makes some predictions. You're going to want to listen. If you're and watch this one, if you're a Texan fan, we also looked at a couple of preseason early 
Rockets storylines as we see that stuff playing out. The Rockets, don't forget, they start up on Tuesday night. So it's another big week in Houston sports. The Texans obviously will do our post games on Sunday as usual, me and Sean next Sunday. So stay tuned for that as well. Thank you, everybody, for this one. We will see you again tomorrow night. And it better be after a W. Go Strohs. You're listening to Houston Sports Talk. Hey, don't forget to support us by subscribing and commenting on YouTube. You can always listen to us on Spotify, Apple, or your favorite podcast app. Tell your friends about us and share our show links on social media. Spread the word, everybody. Thanks for listening.